We want to welcome you back to our third session here in our pursuit to share a little bit of the Growing Young Adventist journey here in Southwestern Union Conference. Uh, as mentioned in our previous episode, uh, we had a couple of churches that had joined the journey from the Louisiana Arkansas Conference and Oklahoma Conference. And we do have Pastor Keith Rusk from the Benton Seventh Adventist Church of Louisiana Arkansas Conference with us. Pastor TJ sends, sends his regrets, but we do have history coming from uh, Pastor Daniel Ortega. Uh, as we begin our, our time together, we want to have Pastor Keith uh, just introduce us to himself, his family's ministry, and, and give us a little background to your journey thus far. All right. Uh, I am a graduate of Walla Walla University and the seminary at Andrews University. Uh, from there, I started full-time ministry in 2015 with the Arkansas-Louisiana Conference and was based down in South Louisiana in a three-church district there. And uh, just about two years ago, I uh, received the call to head up to uh, the Little Rock area of Arkansas with Benton and the Sherwood Church as well there. And was given that call knowing that Benton had begun some process with uh, Growing Young and had attended a awesome. summit in uh, the, the fall of 2018. Mm -hmm. So it was just a, a few months before I was going there that they had begun this process and there was a lot of things that were shaking up and, and changing during that time. And uh, it was definitely an exciting thing to, to go into um, having been in uh, three largely traditional churches um, and myself having usually leaned more towards uh, just contemporary worship music is it tends to be more my preference and I love hymns and the and the, the rich uh, message and theology that's there mm -hmm. but the the more modern style is also appealing and and can carry that uh, richness as well so uh, was excited to be able to move into uh, something like that and, and try and help uh, the, uh, lead a church as it's wanting to grow young. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I want to actually refer back to Pastor David here. As you ha heard the news of, hey, there's going to be some support that's coming yeah. from Southwestern Union, as you were looking for different churches that could possibly be candidates to yeah. go on this journey, did you think of Benton uh, Seventh Avenue immediately, and how like how did how was your first interaction with Pastor Keith? Yeah, so uh, definitely thought of them immediately. Uh, Pastor Keith was you know transitioning in, and and um, you know I, I felt like that was just a natural um, uh, continuation of the journey for them. Past Pastor Keith, you know, on board uh, for sure. We we know that the church already had some progress started. And so I think that was the easiest church to kind of just say, hey, let's continue that journey, especially with the pastoral support and the willingness. Um, you know, we would have liked to have gotten more churches on board. I, I think it was a kind of a, a quick turnaround, if I recall, trying to get right. the union. It, it was right. such short notice yes. that because of their background with um, growing young, it was just easier to have them hop in. There was a couple other churches in, in Arkansas, Louisiana, that kind of, you know, we piqued their interest a little bit, but it was just too quick of a turnaround. turnaround. I think they were aiming more towards the next uh, go around yes. of the sessions, but then COVID hit. Yes. But, uh, you know, definitely grateful for Keith and, and his leadership there at Benton. Awesome, awesome. And when I turn to Oklahoma, just to kind of relay your journey in finding a church, namely the Edmonds of the Adventist Church, and how you, you 
engage that conversation, how you brought that church into this particular journey, and you know your perspective on why this church would be a great um, church for this journey. Sure. Well, you know, Pastor TJ, he's uh, very intentional when it comes to doing ministry with young people. Uh, he has a lot of empathy for young people. He, he likes to involve the young people in his church service. Uh, you know, he's been passing there a few years, but as he came in, uh, I think the church in general had a desire to involve the young people more, allow them to be more uh, of the service, more of the leadership, um, and, you know, putting you know, young people in eldership positions. Um, and really uh, looking at that church in general, some of those members are actually uh, members of my conference youth council. Oh, I see. So I know that that church already has individuals who love young people, mm. who are uh, wanting to mentor and disciple young people. So it just was very natural with that church, with a pastor who also loves young people. It just seemed like a natural thing. And, and as I said earlier, they had already... Uh, been looking into growing young even before I approached them. So right. that made it all that much easier to mm. to have a church and a pastor who is already looking for resources and ways to connect with the young people. So that, of course, was it was an easy one for me. This is beautiful. Both yeah. of our churches in the United and Oklahoma had the intention yes. to grow young and saw this as an opportunity mm -hmm. to grow even deeper and together together. I, I want to actually go back to Pastor Keith. Um, can you tell us as you arrived upon the scene over at Benton Seventh Avenue Church, as they were intentional on this journey, what were some of the, I guess, realities that you've seen? Um, they were willing, but were, what was the culture like? What was the reality like? What was the atmosphere like as you entered into the church atmosphere? Uh, yeah, that was, um, it was definitely, it, it definitely felt very new. Uh, just um, working with, uh, that, that church and coming in where, and there's some information I had gotten later that they had been hoping to have a little bit more say in who the next pastor would be. Mm. And then they found out, oh, hey, we have a pastor for you. Mm -hmm. And so that, that definitely drew a lot of intrigue to uh, my, my first Sabbath there and being installed as pastor. Um, and uh, you know, was very quick to start meeting with our uh, our, our young adult leaders that that were there, and uh, those who were really helping to uh, to kind of push the culture change uh, of uh, growing young. There were definitely uh, a, a number of detractors, uh, a number of people who, you know, saw this as you know the the book wasn't written by Adventists mm -hmm. and so you know we don't want to do anything we don't want anything to do with that and that, that was an attitude that that came through and and one of the things that I sought to do was to really show how much Adventism and growing young are the same thing mm. uh, one thing that has always struck me uh, in talking with uh, various family members who are working in or attending other denominations of Christianity and attending other uh, Christian churches is the, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we have the best, I believe, intergenerational worship model. Mm. Uh, and Growing Young feeds right into that so well. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the big things that I highlighted was that uh, you know we, we already do intergenerational intergenerational worship well 
This is just helping us to do it even better and, and take it beyond just worship, but now do intergenerational ministry together mm. yeah. and growing the church, mm -hmm. uh, not just only putting emphasis on youth and, and young adults yeah. and young people, but to grow the church together mm -hmm. by bringing in that, that vibrant, more vibrant young uh, demographic. I love mm. that you mentioned it's not just worshiping together. Yeah. It's yeah. actually leading, serving, and yeah. doing life together, ministry together. And, uh, and then I, w I want you to kind of elaborate on the, the, the part where you said the Seventh-day Adventist Church currently has the best model in place for intergenerational worship and relationship to be a reality. Can you elaborate a little more on that? Um, yeah, one of the, the big trends that we've seen, and especially uh, as I was you know, growing up and, and coming of age, um, was a lot of your, your non-denominational churches and even your denominational churches were moving towards, we have our adult worship service, we have our young adult worship service, our youth worship service, there's children's church, and you know everything was slotted by age. And we do that with Sabbath school, but then we all come together mm. and we worship together, and mm. that's not happening mm -hmm. in a lot of other churches as well and as consistently as it happens in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm. Coming back to Edmund, when you first uh, approached them and, and began to talk about the potential for them to join this journey, in your conversation, interaction with them, what were some of the initial, I guess, responses from the, some of the leaders of the church and how did they go about making that you know, crucial first step into this journey. Yeah, for, for the Edmund uh, church leadership, I think it was, it was a no-brainer. I mean, as I said earlier, their, their passion, their desire uh, to want to grow young, to mm -hmm. be able to, to be uh, even an example church to the other community churches uh, was already you know, on their list. So yeah. you know, some, sometimes we work in some pastors, some you have to convince a little bit more, a little church, you have to work with them a little bit. But the Edmund church was, was wide open. And I'm excited because a lot of our churches, even in the, in the, in the last few months, have expressed, they've come to me and say, Pastor, can you come to my church and share about growing young? So in the last few months, I've gone to about three or four different churches. Mm. Uh, one church said, hey, I want you to meet with my church board, mm. um, and I want you to share with them about growing young and how our church can initiate this program. Uh, another church, um, in the, uh, Claremore, Pastor mm -hmm. Nathan, mm -hmm. uh, his church has actually been reading a chapter for every board meeting, mm. so they before are, they started, yeah. So this is I haven't. Yeah. Found, I'm supposed to go to their church here in the next couple of months and, and actually come for Sabbath and do some presentations on it. But they've already, you know, uh, started on their own because they see they they recognize what the reality is mm. and they want to be able to move forward and they want to be able to grow young. So I'm excited about a lot of our, our churches in Oklahoma who are starting to catch fire, if you will, about the principles that are in the book. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to actually go back to David. When you actually, you were, you were part of the whole Growing Together Summit in Arlington, and that's when some of the members from Benton mm -hmm. Church was there. Yeah. Did you have an interaction with them before you got there? Yeah. Okay, like, can you tell, yeah. tell me? Uh, the funny uh, thing is, uh, I had, um, I think during that time, I had already, the, the call was extended to me to go, so I was kind of just kind of weighing the option there. So, you know, I, I intentionally sought out Benton to, to talk with them and to get to know them a little bit, you know, just for the, the possibility of, of coming to Arkansas, Louisiana Conference. Um, we got to talk to several young people. I remember uh, meeting uh, specifically two young men. Uh, I'm not sure if, if you know them, Eli and Vincent. They, they kind of joined up there with uh, some of the other young adults. And they were excited, you know, they were um, 
um, you know, really interested about the content and, and, and the, the vision uh, and the direction that their church was going. And so I, you know, even, um, you know, ate lunch with them a little bit, just kind of just chatted them up a little bit and got to know them. And, but, you know, my experience with them there was that they were really excited. They were really looking forward to continuing that journey. At that time, um, I, don't, I don't know. I th- I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that was before Keith, you know, was even going to be transitioning. So it was, yeah. they, they had a different pastor at the time, and, and I know he was on board. And so, um, you know, they were I just seeing their excitement, you know, even if it's, a, a, you know, one church from Arkansas coming down, they kind of felt like, hey, this is something great that we're going to start in this journey. And they were excited to transform the culture, the DNA of that church. So, yeah, definitely the interaction was great with them before I even knew I was heading to Arkansas, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Going to Pastor Keith, you did have uh, people that were super supportive, excited. And then you had, and you mentioned some detractors, some people that had a little hesitation, a little resistance, pushback. Um, Tell us a little bit about that journey of navigating between the people that were for it and some people that were, uh, you know, not really for it then. And like how that journey, you know, progressed. Uh, Yeah, I think... um as, as I got there, and uh, I, I still remember my, the first sermon I preached there was uh, about the, the church growing together as a whole. Mm, your first um, sermon. My first sermon, because okay, cool. it, it, it also in, encapsulated part of my uh, philosophy of ministry, and, and I've found that to be just a really good way to, to introduce myself mm-hmm. to uh, churches and and. You know, whenever, it, you know, if ever I, I move on to another church or another district, I'll probably start with that same sermon again mm. um, out of uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and, and how the connections of the body grow together and, and that whole metaphor of the body that Paul uses for the church. And in, in preaching that, there were some who expressed to me that... Uh, some areas of the body grew faster than others, and they, they you know, had felt they, they were left behind or pinched out. Uh, and there were others who realized maybe we grew too quickly here, and we need to give some time for the rest of the body to, to be willing to catch up here. Uh, you know, it, it would be one of those things, you know, the, the, the typical workout trope of never skip leg day, but someone who always skips leg day, but then is, is completely jacked from the waist up, that's going to be, uh, you know, that, that's not going to be a healthy situation for them just going about their day and, and doing the basic work that, they're, that they do. Mm-hmm. And so making sure there's that development all the way through uh, was, was has really been one of my focuses and, mm-hmm. and is still a focus almost mm-hmm. two years later uh, right. because these kinds of things do take quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you are adamant about that vision of growing together in the midst of, you know, in the midst of whatever hearsay there might be, yeah. you as the leader, the pastor of the church, you are fully bought in with the vision to grow together. We, we need to do this together. As you are pursuing this 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 journey mm-hmm. um what were some of the initial implementations that you've done to kind of um facilitate that process um you know whether it's you know, it's one of the six core core, core commitments or you know just exercise you know, changing the culture a little bit to be more empathetic what were some of the things that you you did to to go on that journey with your church uh, a lot of things were were set up before i got there 
Um, there, there had been a change of, of worship music style that was uh, geared and, and kind of directed more towards what the younger people preferred. Um, there it was a, a time of uh, kind of sharing and gathering as part of worship and, and, and building community, talking to other people. And uh, that was uh, facilitated with a, you know, a, a provoking question of, you know, find a couple of people and, and ask the question, listen to the answer, and, and then give the answer when they ask and, and you know, have that ability to right. just, just get to know people a little bit better on that kind of tack. Uh, one of the biggest things that, that I've personally been doing is focusing on the, uh, the commitment of taking the message of Jesus seriously mm. uh, and, and really doing a, a, a good service with that. Uh, the church in the past has had a very behavioral focus uh, from, from what I've uh, been, been hearing from talking to church members and, and listening uh, to some who unfortunately have been hurt by uh, you know, others who had been in positions of leadership there uh, in, in years past. And uh, really wanting to make sure that, you know, where, where Jesus does challenge us after, you know, we've, we've encountered him, go and sin no more, you know, that, that we're to grow and become more like him, he also accepts us mm. right away mm -hmm. and brings us to that point where we can have that encounter and we don't have to get ourselves prepared for the encounter. Mm -hmm. He has the ability to meet us where we are mm. for that encounter Amen. and then mm. go forward from there. And that's, mm. that's been one of my, my, my big kind of pushes and, and a consistent theme. And, and you know, as, as a pastor, it's trying to have that while still keeping a, a, a varied preaching schedule for my own self because mm -hmm. preaching the same themes over and over again, I get tired of that after a month. Um, yeah. and, and I've done it. Uh, there was, I, I've done that uh, once for, for three months, preached the same basic theme in different ways through the Bible, and, and I was getting bored preaching my sermons, and I can't mm -hmm. imagine that those who were listening <laughs> were really listening all that attentively at the end of it either. This is real as um, real as <laughs> You know, um, and so keeping that and, and bringing that through the different, you know, kinds of sermon series that, you know, church members sometimes ask me to preach and uh, different topics that come up because of what's going on uh, around us in the world and, and how do we react to that and, and still keeping that taking Jesus' message seriously at the core of that has been, uh, you know, my biggest personal push on that. Awesome. Um, coming back to Oklahoma, um, actually, with David and Daniel here, in your, as you're in youth ministry and your adult ministry, uh, Pastor Keith just talked about the whole gospel being proclaimed um, not in the way of explicit gospel where you're loved as you are and God comes to where you are and transformation and the behavior is a natural byproduct of your relationship with God. Yeah. Like, how, how, how have you seen in your own, like, you know, encounter with different youth and young adults that have grown up in the local Seventh Avenue Church, 
how was their understanding of the gospel, who Jesus was and who God was, and how do you believe that this journey, that the churches can, can go on, can really facilitate a vibrant growth in Christ Jesus? Like, let's start with Daniel and then you can go with David. Well, you know, I think most young people, uh, they can experience uh, really the love and the character of, of, of Christ through that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, preaching has a place, um, you know, Sabbath school lessons have a place, but I think it's whenever we are intentional about ministering to them on a personal level, mm -hmm. and there's a relationship with them um, in any generation, not just young people, but mm -hmm. especially young people, because they're in an age where they're, they're learning, they're observing, they're taking everything in, and more than hearing you, they're watching you. Yes. So whenever you're developing those relationships and they know that you sincerely care about them, that whenever you're, 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 you're having empathy for them and, and you, they really see that you are prioritizing them as young people, whether it's a young family or a high school kid or whatever, I mean, that makes an impact. Um, and, I, and I believe that it really drives them to want to be more of that, part of that, of that community, of that church, mm -hmm. and allows them to do ministry and, and be involved in ministry, not because they need to or they were asked, but not because they want to do it. They want to partner with you. They, they've yeah, seen how you've sure. done it. Mm -hmm. they, they've done it with you, uh, and now they want to be a part of it, and it just comes naturally, and it's out of love, and it's out of compassion for whatever ministry you're involved with. So for me, you know, that's what I've witnessed, and I would almost say that's part of in my ex personal experience, but I, I've seen that with young people, um, that they, they respond to that versus something different. Something that's modeled and yeah. lived and invited into. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, just to, just to kind of piggyback on that, um, you know, for me, the fueling warm community, it's a big deal uh, to the young people. Um, you know, as, as awesome as it is to hear stories of young people you know, coming to Jesus, you know, through different things, different means, whether it's preaching, whether it's, you know, teaching, whether it's, uh, you know, some, you know, an evangelistic series or, or through a friend. Um, it, it's sad, too, to see, um, and I have, you know, friends and even family members who have left the church because of how they were treated. Um, and it, it, it hurts to, to see that, you know, our actions definitely can drive people away quicker than we can bring them in sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to, to hear the young person say, you know, I don't want anything to do with the church because the church treats me no differently than I can find out in the world. Mm. Um, it, and it's sad. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that has stuck with me. You know, it, it, even in, in, in pastoral ministry, I've seen a young person come to a church and, and you know, bring his, um, you know, guitar and, you know, church members thinking it's not a, an appropriate instrument for the church and go up to them and, and tell them to leave on the spot. And, the young person leaving, and, and, and I chase them down, and I say, hey, where, where are you going? He said, Pastor David, don't ever invite me to your church anymore. If I'm going to be treated like this, I don't want any mm. part. Mm. And things like that is, is where, you know, it goes back to what we're talking about is, you know, God meets us where we are. You know, the, the, you know we can always get a message across with love and compassion and empathy, um, and that sticks with people a lot more than a sermon from YouTube or a sermon that we preach online or, or here, go to this cyber school or things like that. And so I, I think for us, the key, you know, to, to engaging young people is not only doing those things well, but the way we treat people, the way we connect with them, the way we empathize. Um, and so, you know, our young people, they're, they're out there, they're looking for a warm community. They're looking to be embraced. They're looking to be accepted. Um, and I, you know, I pray to God that we do our part in doing that right, 
mm. and not just saying that we do it right, uh, but actually doing it. Right. But right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just, just to clarify, not to you know, we're not saying that we dismiss the no. teaching and all that, but no. it goes hand in hand. You know, the book even talks about you know taking Jesus' me message seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to go hand in hand. You have to model it, and you have to teach it, and together they will be able to grow to their fullest potential. Yes. Yeah, it's not either or, it's right. yes, both yes, and. Yes. 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 Yeah. Pastor Keith, um, I know you've been on this journey for a while, and you've been there about two, three years. Um, what were some of your biggest challenges and some successes, wins in terms of as you saw the church growing together? Because, you know, not, 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 not everything is all rosy. <laughs> we do have our challenges, yeah. and then we do have our victories. Like as you've gone through, like with your, with your church leadership and church board meetings, you had different agenda items and some, some objectives. What were some of those really good wins, praises, and prayer requests, these challenges that you have? Yeah, um, as far as, uh, I think the, the biggest win for us was um, with, the, with the union wanting to sponsor church to do uh, and be part of the the North Pacific Union cohort that mm -hmm. we were part of um, 2020 and 2021 it was uh, even that on its own and, and uh, David contacted me about that and telling me that was available I think the weekend before uh, board meeting for mm -hmm. Benton mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was it, it was it was perfect timing, mm -hmm. and I put that in. It was like, hey, we have this opportunity to learn more about mm -hmm. what we're doing, mm -hmm. and and our you know our commitment to growing young and, mm -hmm. and growing together as a church in these things, and uh, the board jumped on it right away, and and you know we had a long discussion about it, not about whether we should do it, but about who was our team going to be that we were going to send out mm -hmm. to the summit in Portland. Um, uh, as it was scheduled at that time and, uh, and, and get that figured out. Who's going to be on our team and, and getting that sorted out. That was the most amount of time that we, that we had with that. And mm -hmm. uh, we were able to, we, we had set up a team of our four that uh, two of them were our, you know, some of our young adults. Uh, there was myself and um, another uh, Kind of young adult, around around the same my age, uh, older on the end of the young adult spectrum, I guess. Uh, with that, still and young adult, the, but older young the, adult, the, <laughs> the elder millennial, if you will. Okay. Um, and mm -hmm. that was that was really good. And then even when we moved uh, to the virtual summit and, and doing all of the all of the uh, the cohort virtually. Uh, and adding more to the team and those who were willing of, you know, the older generations to step in and, yeah, I'm, I want to learn more about this. I want to support this and, and lend my, you know, my, my support, my backing to this. Uh, that was uh, very encouraging as well. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, as far as, you know, some of the, the prayer requests, uh, going through the, the team assessment, Mm -hmm. uh, growing young assessment, we that our highest score was a, a three point five average mm. in taking Jesus message mm -hmm. seriously, mm -hmm. um, and n you know that that's not great. That's not <laughs> great out of five, um, and uh, so looking at that, mm. that's been and, and seeing some of the other things, and one of the biggest things that has been coming out to me 
is the empathy. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. That there, there is a lot of, uh, you know, very kind of attitude of, well, I grew up just fine, they'll grow up just fine. I grew up this way, they can grow up this way. And, and the world is so much different even from mm. when I grew up. And, you know, I have a, a four-year-old daughter and I'm just like, racking my brain trying to figure out, you know, as she grows, like these new things that I never had to deal with as a kid, you know, that my parents didn't have to deal with trying mm. to raise me. Um, figuring out, okay, what are we gonna do? What, how are we going to navigate this? And, and that it's a completely new thing and, and that empathy wasn't there, but it is growing. Mm. Mm -hmm. It is growing as as an aggregate in the church, I believe, and unfortunately, some of that is growing because those who were less empathetic have gone away, mm -hmm. um, which is unfortunate because we do want to be growing together and having all that value together. But mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's you look at uh, John fifteen and and Jesus uh, likening the relationship with him to the vine dresser and we can uh, to the vine and the vine dresser and the vine dresser cuts off the vines that are unproductive and, and hindering growth of others and it's not something you want to see it's not something you like to see but sometimes it is the reality mm. that has to mm -hmm. happen yeah, yeah those, those are really hard moments uh, mm. difficult moments yeah when and the values don't align with each other and you yeah. and you find yourself that you can't journey together and those people are still on, on, you know, they're on the top of my prayer list and yeah. making sure that we're praying for them because I don't want them to be gone forever. You right. know, we, we, right. we want them there. They, you know, it's, it's their church. They've, they've grown up in it and spent most of their adult lives in it. That, that's, that's where they belong as well. And trying to, you know, heal some of that rift and, and bring about that recognition of, you know, Things are very different than it was when we grew up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As we wrap up, uh, if you had you know a word that you can actually say to your fellow uh, pastors in Louisiana, Arkansas, and also across the Southwestern Union, you know, just reflecting on your journey um, and just kind of looking at you know what is possible through growing young Adventist. I mean, you're you're more than free right now okay. to uh, to to say the word that you have in your heart. Yeah. Um, Fellow pastors, if you've heard about this before and you've been wondering, get the book, read it, immerse yourself in it. Uh, I ended up buying the book on the recommendation of another pastoral friend uh, long before, two years before I was even in the context and ministry context that I'm in now. And tried to do some things just on my own without really trying to push the church into fully accepting the growing young or anything like that, uh, but just trying to have that shape what my ministry was looking like in those churches, uh, I, it made a, a tangible difference in the lives of the young people who were in those churches. Mm -hmm. So even, even if you're not like, eh, I don't think my board would get on board with this, I don't think the church leadership would get on board with this, this is something that, uh, as, as Daniel said, it's something we model rather than just something we talk about and preach and, and, and such. And so taking that on and, and doing that 
is uh, is very important. And you know, I, I grew up hearing, uh, grew up in the Adventist Church, hearing that the the youth are the future of our church, and that was a lie, uh, because sixty percent of my generation that grew up in the church is no longer in the church, mm-hmm. and they're gone because they kept hearing they were the future. They kept hearing that they were the future, mm-hmm. and their immediate concerns weren't being handled and dealt mm-hmm. with for the most part. The youth and the young people of our church are our present. Mm-hmm. They are our present. The, the lifespan of most churches in North America is around 80 years. And unless we do things to directly engage the young people in those churches, most churches will not survive the second generation from the ones who planted mm-hmm. it. And that's a terrible thing. That's ministries and, and opportunities and, uh, and, and places to share the gospel that are being potentially extinguished because we aren't engaging with those who are the present, with those who are the, the vibrant and the part of that life-giving energy of the church. Mm-hmm. So get the book, read it, start living it yourself and look for those opportunities for getting the rest of the church on board. Amen. Thank you Amen. so much for that heartfelt appeal. Not only for yourself, but for your church leaders. I would love to see book clubs happening yes. all over Southwestern Union to really learn how to grow together. Mm-hmm. We want to thank Pastor Keith for being here, for mm-hmm. taking the time to share your story and the journey at Benton Seventh Avenue Church. And we will see you on the next episode of our future presentation for Growing Young Adventists in Southwestern Union Conference.